Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? Miller Thomas, the always wonderful and might I add handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas 24 dotmyportfolio.com on there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design for today's show i want to talk about last night's game between the dodgers and the d-backs talk a little luke weaver and then i want to cap it off with can madison Baumgartner save the diamondback season so we'll get into that but first if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44 your company should be sponsoring this podcast Locked on Dimebacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Well, let's jump right into it. And let's actually first start with that uh, Madison Bumgarner talk before we talk about last night's game. Because Madison Bumgarner is you know, scheduled to... Come in and make his first start tomorrow. He's been on the injured list for a, a minute now. It feels like it's been, it's definitely been longer than 10 days, it feels like. But uh, Madison Bumgarner is finally coming off the injured list, and he should be starting tomorrow against the San Francisco Giants, his former team. So I'm hoping that motivates uh, Madison Bumgarner to, you know, hopefully pick it up and be a little bit better because... Right now, Madison Bumgarner hasn't been great on the year. And if you're asking me, can Madison Bumgarner save the Diamondback season? My answer will be no. If you've watched Madison Bumgarner this year, it's been maddening to watch because I don't want to be mean to him, but he's looked like a bum this year. And that's not me attacking his personality, but just his play this season because this is the worst version Madison Bumgarner we've ever seen now there were some telling signs last season if you look at his ERA it was the highest of his career his FIP was the same uh at his as his ERA at a 3.9 and for Madison Bumgarner it was a year where he didn't look as dominant as he normally does he still had good strikeout numbers he, he still had over 200 strikeouts he still had over 200 innings pitch but it definitely wasn't that same you know Madison Bumgarner that we're used to who can be a Cy Young candidate. It was the first time, you know, after a couple years of being oft injured that where he saw some cracks in the armor. We've probably seen this even a little bit before, starting back in 2017. But then it happened, you know, the decline increased a little bit more in 2019. It wasn't, you know, dramatic uh, decline, but he declined a little bit more from 2018 to 2019. But from 2019 to 2020, a decline has been dramatic. Madison Bumgarner's fastball has been non-existent this season. It's been the biggest reason why he's been getting shelled. He's lost about three and a half miles per hour off his fastball, going from about 91 and a half to about 88 and a half. So when you do something like that, you're just if you're a, a pitcher who went from 91 to 88 and you haven't learned to adjust, if that wasn't a, a gradual decline, you're going to struggle mightily. There are pitchers who get away with below 90s fastballs, even fastball in the upper 80s. You look at Zach Greinke. He's one of the slowest fastballs in baseball. But Greinke evolved into the pitcher he is now. He steadily got he steadily declined in that fastball area every season to the point where he's more of a finesse location pitcher now. But for Madison Bumgarner, 
It was at around 91 miles per hour from 2019 to 2017. Then to go to uh, then go from a drop off from 91 to sitting in the upper 80s. That's a that's a precipitous drop in. Madison Bumbarner definitely wasn't prepared for it, and it shows in his numbers. Before he got hurt, he was one of the league leaders in home runs allowed. He has seven on the season, only 17.1 innings pitch, so he's allowing about 3.6 home runs per nine innings pitch. So just think about that. On average, a Madison Bumgarner uh, pitched a complete game. He would give up between three and four home runs. So you never know how many runs that could be, depending on how many people are on base, because also... Uh, giving up a career-high 10.4 hits per nine. So not only is his home runs per nine up, so is his hits per nine. So that's one of the reasons why you see his ERA so high at a 9.35 because not only is he walking guys with 3.6 walks per nine, he's also allowing a lot of hits. So they're just these bases are clogged all the time when Madison Bumgarner is pitching either through his walks, through his hits, he just hasn't been a clean pitcher this season. He hasn't been able to locate, and the fastball has been the biggest reason. And now his numbers are taking a big dip because of it. His strikeouts per nine has dipped tremendously as well, just 6.8 this season, where for his career he's at 8.7. So two less strikeouts per game for uh, this season as opposed to the rest of his career. That's pretty big time as well. He's usually been a pretty great strikeout guy or at least a, a pretty well-respected one because he's a guy that could get you 200 strikeouts. He has a season when he has 251 strikeouts, but now Madison Bumgarner, when he's on the mound, he looks like he's just searching. He doesn't know what kind of pitch he wants to throw because he knows how unreliable his fastball has been. And then, so when pitchers do get another fa- uh, another pitch that's not a fastball, they're usually waiting on it. He can wait on his fastball right now because it's so slow. It's more like a changeup anyway. The way it looks, the way it's coming in at you, it, it's not really fooling anybody. And when he tries to go with that changeup, tries to go with the curveball, it's not really fooling the hitters uh, at all either. So for me... My confidence in Mass and Bumgarner is on a scale of 1 to 10. It's probably at a 1. Uh, if I could make the scale, if I could increase the scale to the negatives, my confidence might be there because there's no reason why I think Mass and Bumgarner is going to automatically look differently once he, you know, steps back into the mound after being injured with, you know, uh, a back issue. You know, all of a sudden, I'm not going to think he's going to flip the switch and all of a sudden, you know, lead this team to the promised land. Now, I'm hoping for it. I'm praying that Madison Baumgartner, at least, even if he doesn't, you know, his play doesn't contribute to more wins. I'm hoping he can at least come in and pitch like he was pitching back when he was a uh, San Francisco Giant. And hopefully pitching against his former team tomorrow just makes him reminiscent. Maybe he goes into his bag a little bit more because we know just not just baseball, but just in general, go look at any sport. Players like playing against their former teams, adds a little extra motivation for them, adds a little bit, you know, adds a little extra spice to the matchup when they go against their former team. I mean, look at Chris Paul against that most recent series against the Houston Rockets. Tell me he wasn't more hungry. Tell me he he wasn't more determined playing against the Houston Rockets than he would have been against any other team. Yes, it's still the playoffs. Yes, he still would have wanted to win, but you could just see it when he that one play was at the the free throw line and he just staring at James Harden. You could just see it, and that's how Madison Bumgarner is at least in terms of his personality. 
He's a guy who wears his heart on his sleeves. We've seen what he's been able to do in the World Series. He's a guy who can go out there and muster through whatever pain or ailments he has. He's a guy that could go out there and pitch on short rest when needed in big moments. He's a big-time playoff performer. He's got to be, His numbers get better in the playoffs. So Madison Bumgarner is definitely not a guy who's going to wilt in the moment, but he has not looked the same, and right now he's looking more like Mason Saunders than the guy, Madison Bumgarner, who the D-backs gave a five-year, $85 million contract to. Now, we'll be right back with more of that D-backs talk. I'll talk about last night's game, but first, can someone please call the Guinness Book of World Records to give 2020 the world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever, and Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., or breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., you need to call Postmates because Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, and convenience stores and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Let's get back to it. Let's do a little recap about last night's game because this, man, I'm running out of things to say for this Diamondbacks team. Again, looked atrocious last night against the L.A. Dodgers. At least the offense did. The pitching didn't look good late. But let me do say that Luke Weaver at least is starting to come around a little bit. He looked better last night in the start against the Dodgers he went five in a third innings, only gave up four hits, two earned runs, and he struck out five with no walk. So it was a pretty solid start for uh, Luke Weaver, who lowered his ERA once again after his last start. So that's pretty good to see. 
Now, the only negative maybe, maybe you want to see Luke Weaver go deeper into ball games. He only threw uh, 92 pitches, but 60 of them were strikes, which is a pretty good rate. Luke Weaver on the season is throwing for 64% of his pitches for strikes. So that's pretty solid, which is, you know, for Luke Weaver, that's not too bad of a number. But for this D-backs team, man, this offense has been putrid recently. It's another game where they only scored one run, and 10 of the last 14, they've scored two runs or fewer and you're just not going to win you're just not going to win games like that if your offense can't produce runs consistently and when you look at the splits when you look at this offense over the last 2 weeks these numbers are just screaming horrendous the team batting average in the last 14 days 178 the team obp 268 team slugging 303 you when you can't hit for average, when you can't get on base, and when you're not at least getting extra base hits, your team is never going to be put in a position to win because they're never going to be put in a position to score runs. And that's the D-backs' biggest issue right now, even more than their pitching, because if you look at their last two weeks, their pitching hasn't been great, but hasn't been awful either. They're about at a 4.7 year rate in the last two weeks, so that's not good. It's not great, but it's manageable. You should still be able to win more than one game in your last 13 by doing that. So for this D-backs team, it's I don't I don't know what you can do. We didn't see Eduardo Escobar or Ketel Marte play last night because Toy Lavello said it was part of their, you know, planned rotation now. And really that just means we're tanking as a team. If we're starting to sit our uh, our best players for, you know, random prospects or guys just to put in off the bench like I don't know how much Josh Rojas or Andy Young is really showing you I don't know how much you know you're really going to put value into them as a long-term piece so for me that comment by Toy Lavello just really meant hey we're really just tanking right now we just want to see who we got on this roster so we know who to keep for next year because right now this still this D-backs team just has so much talent on it and it's just really a shame that they've really struggled this much into the season and I don't know how they get better they definitely at least it doesn't feel like they'll get better this season that offense was just putrid last night against Clayton Kershaw who looked like you know the young Clayton Kershaw once again six innings one hit eight strikeouts two walks and no earned runs I mean he has a pretty great ERA on the season 1.5 to maybe Clayton Kershaw is back to being that young Clayton Kershaw but for the D-backs, you know, this was definitely a winnable game. This was definitely a game you could have, you know, easily stolen from this Dodgers team, but instead you got swept. And now when you're looking at the standing, this D-backs team is not really in it at all. Right now they're dead last in the NL West. They're four and a half game back, uh, four and a half games back of just the San Francisco Giants for fourth in the NL West, and they have a negative 38 run to run differential on the season. So. Those numbers right there are just super telling, and for this for this team, uh, man, it's just really it's really just such a shame, honestly. Because you look at the starting lineup when you know before this trade deadline, you looked at the starting lineup, and you're like, man, we're legitimately six or seven real players deep in terms of guys who you know could break off, uh, maybe break off thirty home runs, guys who could hit you three hundred, guys who get you eighty to ninety RBIs in a season, you know, guys who could get on base. And now you look at it, we got Josh Rojas starting, got Andy Young, we got some other uh random prospects or bench players starting. Like anytime 
I see Jake Lamb in the starting lineup. I'm just chalking it up as a loss for that day because he has not been able to provide any sort of uh, offensive prowess for this D-backs team. He's really just been a liability anytime he's in the lineup. But for a lot of these D-backs players, you could say that honestly, a lot of these D-backs players look like liabilities right now because if you look at this D-backs lineup, there's not one player in this starting lineup right now that's batting at least 300 if I take a look. Uh, yeah, there's no player batting at least 300 right now in the season. And the only player for this D-backs team that was batting over 300, we just traded him. That was Starling Marte. He was the only guy on this D-backs team batting over 300. He was the only guy on this D-backs team with an OBP above 3, what, 350, I want to say, looking at the numbers. He's the only one on this team with OBP above 350. So you can make the argument Starling Marte was the best offensive player on this D-backs team during the season, and just to see him go, he had five stolen bases, too, on the season, which led the league, uh, not the league, but led the team in steals. So we lost a lot when we lost Starling Marte. We lost a lot when we traded Archie Bradley, you know? We did lose a lot when we got rid of Robbie Ray, but getting rid of your closer, getting rid of your best uh, hitter, it just sends a message to your team that you're just giving up on the season. And right now, that's what it looks like when you watch these D-backs players play. You see them going up to bat you see them when they're out in the outfield they're just not a lot of spirit to this d-backs team right now and it's pretty sad to watch honestly for the high hopes we had entering the 2020 season i was telling all my friends i thought the d-backs are going to be real contenders in 2020 maybe not win the world series but at least make a deep playoff run you know i had all my money on the giants finishing last in the nls i would have never expected the d-backs to finish last in the division and now here we are uh, uh, you know, with like 20 games left to play. And the D-backs are not just last in the NL West, but they're one of the worst teams in all of baseball right now. I mean, the Red Sox are at 13 wins. The D-backs are at 14, and the Pirates are at 12. And the Red Sox have been the butt of many jokes this season. And so have the Pirates, but the D-backs are right there. And we don't consider the D-backs as bad as those teams maybe because of that little stretch they had in the middle of the season. But the D-backs are definitely one of the worst teams in baseball, and they deserve to be uh, talked about like one of the worst teams in baseball. But for right now, my hope meter for this D-backs team making the playoffs is at a .00003%. And it's it's getting smaller by the day. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy. Peace!